Thanks, Rhonda. That's wonderful. Thank you. My name is Rhonda Medley. I'm a, a member of the Wolfville United Church. I lead a team of uh, women called uh, the Ageing Will Matters Team. Uh, and some of the things that we've been doing is in this space of death. So I've been asked to talk about what is a death cafe. And when people hear that title, there are two, generally two reactions. One, there is a deep curiosity. Um, oh, I wonder what it is and could I go? And, and it's that curiosity is the reason why they actually say, yes, I'll come to a death cafe. Or the other reaction is, oh no, what's that? Why would you call it that? And I'm not going to talk about death. And basically a death cafe is simply an co open conversation talking about death. That's over tea and coffee. We've done it today. Uh, and so for some reason we put so much energy into uh, the birth, which is an exciting thing, and we plan and prepare. Um, not only do we do it physically, um, but we do it mentally and emotionally. But the topic of death, we kind of put on, uh, on the shelf and don't want to go there. And so how did uh, Death Cafe's concept come about? So there was a gentleman in Switzerland, a sociologist, who had a keen interest in this area. Um, named uh, Bernard Cortez, and um, even though there was always an interest, but of course what hi was highlighted for him was that when his wife died, there was a sense of loss and he didn't know where to put it. And so he'd, he'd then start you know, going to a coffee and then he'd just start talking to people at the coffee table. Another gentleman by the name of John Underwood from England took interest in this and went and visited him and took some of the concept of that and then went back home and started to do it in his own home and then started to set up certain things in, um, in, in cafes. And so it's now become a social franchise, a social, international fr social franchise that you only need to Google Deaf Cafe and you'll find out all about it. So in, the, in 2011, when this was first established, there have now been um, 9,000 death cafes over the world. There have been 65 countries who have conducted cafe, cafes. There's been over 100,000 participants, including Australia, including South Australia, including Adelaide, including Walkerville, um, and I'll tell you about some coming up, and I'm due to do some in Blackwood and Fulham. In this little place, we have been among those 100,000 death cafes. And uh, as I said, over the last three years, I personally have now facilitated around seven um, at, at, at the Walkerville United Church. It's a pop-up cafe. We don't have this sort of facility, but we just set up a pop-up pop -up cafe. So how does a death cafe work? There are a number of different ways. So for instance, um, um, you've done it today, just simply, you've already got a cafe. We don't have that at our church, but we do have a good coffee machine. We do have a team of women who set up some gorgeous stuff, and we make good coffee, and we make good homemade food. However, other people might go to a cafe, and I've got a friend who set this up in Gawler, and she just talked to a cafe, and they opened the cafe up, and set it up like that. Another friend of mine in Western Australia, she meets in that little hall at the back of the cafe, and they meet once a month. Now with COVID now, there's a lots of them on, on Zoom. I've, I've actually participated in one. And like I was talking to somebody in Japan and um, you know, America, or what, it's amazing. So um, that's how it can actually work. Um, so what's the format? So um, the, the format basically, as we, we've done it at Walkerville, we've actually set up a little pop-up and we have a table just like this um, uh, with only four people. Um, and that, that way there's a, there's a simple little 
just basically questions like that, and people start to have a conversation. There's no agenda, um, and so it's really important that there is nobody trying to change anybody's mind, just like we did today. It's really about airing your beliefs and values, and so there's some strict guidelines at the Death Cafe site was set up for you, so when you say you want to name it as a death cafe, you have to follow those rules. Uh, and it's all about respect and, and, um, and just listening. Uh, it's listening with some spiritual and mindful ears. And so um, it's an amazing what happens. It's only for an hour. And so when you have a table of four, you're allocated, a, you know, it's kind of a flexible 15 minutes. Uh, sometimes when I do it, I kind of put some little questions and um, quotes in there that might get a triggering off if you get a bit stuck. Um, the uh, other things about it is that at the end, after an hour, we pull it all together and we just summarise a bit like what you guys will probably be doing later. So what are the benefits of participating in the Death Cafe? So this is my observation, not only as a facilitator but also as a participant. So um, the concept attracts those who have a need at the time. And it varies. I know when one, there was a young girl there once and I wondered why she was there. And I did ask her and she said, oh, my husband just died recently and my counsellor suggested it, you know. Um, and so where do we put some of those meaningful, deep conversations? And, and Death Cafe is one of those places. Um, they might come along nervous, thinking, oh, God, who am I going to talk to? You know, there's these people here I don't know and they end up just having to sit with a stranger that they don't know. But something happens. First of all, they come sort of guarded. But gradually, as it's opened up and you sit around within this hour, you see a relaxation. Sometimes you see tears, and then, but not only are there tears, but there's heaps of laughter as well. And so there is a sense, of, there's a shift in the spirit that when, when people come and when they leave, all right? So, and that's, for my belief, is that the spirit of life is well and truly in that place when people are willing to be vulnerable and to share what the reality is for them. Um, and, um, some, and one of the great things is that strangers become friends. You know, um, I know already the people that I'm sitting at, you know, I, I feel connection. There's this connection of humanity that we have missed in this world um, as we've become so secular and so sort of urbanised and, and whatever. Um, and so they often become sort of a surprise that there is a transformation um, and that's the beautiful thing over coffee and cake, like we've done today. And for, as a Christian, um, I liken it to the Lord's Supper. You know, Jesus just sat with a few people around the table, having a cuppa, a nice piece of carrot cake, really. Um, and so that's where transformation comes, when the spirit of humanity comes together and, um, and uh, we, we hear each other's stories and, and accept and, and just... We're not trying to change people's mind, we're just trying to, to accept each other. And so um, I've got some flyers over there because we've got a death cafe coming up on Thursday. Um, working with the Warfield Council, it's dying to no month this, this, this uh, month in August. And so we've got a, a movie called Death Makes Life Possible and we're doing a death cafe straight over. So there's flyers there that you can um, book. And then the following week we're doing Death Across Cultures where we look at got four different faces sharing their views on, on, on death, dying, bereavement. Thank you. Thanks,